Nedarim daf lamed zayin. The last thing we were discussing was if a person vowed uh, his friend cannot have any benefit from him, we said that he could give terumah for him, and the gemara went into details exactly how that worked. And then we wanted to know uh, who gets uh, who gets to choose who the terumah goes to. And with that, we're starting lamed vav amud bet, five lines from the bottom. Where it says Melamdo Midrash Halachot Vagadot Avaloy Lamedenu Mikra. If a person uh, vowed that his friend can cannot have any benefit from him, he's allowed to teach him Midrash Halachot Agadot, but not allowed to teach him Humash. And we're by the two dots, and the Gemara asks, Mikra Maitamaloy Lamedin, why can't he teach him Humash? Is it Mishum Dimkamhanele? You want to tell me because he's benefiting him by teaching it to him? Well, Midrash Nami also, Kamehanele, he's also benefiting him. He's teaching it to him for free. Amash Mo'el, no, Amishnah is talking about, Bimakom Sachar Alamikra. We're talking, Amishnah is talking about a place where the rabbi who teaches gets paid for Mikra. Ve'enotlin Sachar Alamidash, but does not get paid for teaching Midrash. And that's why he's allowed to do it, because he's doing it for free. He's not letting him benefit anything. So the Gemara asks the question, my Paschal, what makes you say that's what the Mishnah means? Where did the Mishnah get that idea, or where did the Tanah get the idea, or where did whoever got the idea that you're allowed to get paid for Mikra, but you're not allowed to get paid for Midrash? Really, it depends on the Minhag of the place. So the Gemara explains, Hakamash Malan. Now, this is what they're trying to teach us. That even in the place where they usually get paid for teaching, you're allowed to get paid for teaching Torah. However, al midrash lo shari the mishkal. You're not allowed to get paid for midrash. So my shana midrash delo. What's the reason midrash you're not allowed to get paid for? Dichtiv because Moshe Rabbeinu tells Israel veotiz siva Hashem ba'ita il lamed elchem Hashem commanded me to teach you. Uchtiv re'ed imati elchem chokim mishpatim kashet sivani Hashem. And then it says I taught you uh, the, the laws the way Hashem commanded me. And we're doresh ma ani bechinam the same way Hashem taught Moshe for free. Afatem nami bechinam same thing. I have to teach you for free, and therefore everyone else has to teach everyone else for free. So the Gemara says, if that's the case, then mikra nami bechinam. Then the the Torah itself should also be for free. Why just midrash for free? So Rav Amar, so Rav gives an explanation that when someone's getting paid for teaching the mikra, the Torah, it's charshimur. It's babysitting money. You're watching the, the you're watching children. The, the these boys, they're all over the place. You need a rabbi to just watch them. So that he's getting paid to babysit. The Torah part is for free. Verbi Yohanan Amar, no. Why, why are we paying the rabbi? Because sechar pisuk ta'amim is when he's teaching them the ta'amim, the Torah, which are not midoraita according to Rabbi Yohanan. They're only midrabanan. Therefore, he's allowed to get paid for the ta'amim. I had to split up the pesukim and understand it, but not for the actual Torah part. So now the Gemara has a problem on Rav who says it's all about babysitting money. Tanan, we learned in our Mishnah that if a person who vowed that his friend won't have any benefit from him, you can't teach him Mikra. You can't teach him regular Humash. Now, according to Rabbi Yohanan who said it's all about the Ta'amim, now I understand why the vower cannot teach him because the Ta'amim are Midrabanan, you get paid for it, and by doing it for free, you're letting him have benefit. According to Rav who said it's about babysitting, Gadol Bashimurhu. Does anyone need to watch over a gadol? For sure not. So you're stuck with the question. Uh, according to you, 
How would you explain that part of the Mishnah, that the devourer cannot teach him Mikra because of babysitting? You need a babysitting. So the Gemara explains, Bekatan That part of the Mishnah was talking about Katan. Says, okay, look at the sefa. It says, you're allowed to teach his children mikra and katan barbanimu. And for talking about a katan, can a katan have children? So the Gemara explains, the Mishnah was missing words. This is the real way to say it. Do not teach him Torah, but that's talking about a katan. Now, if he was a gadol. Then melamdo lol banav mikra. Then you could teach him. The vower could teach the vow, the person who was vowed on. He could teach him mikra, and you could even teach his little children also mikra, because the 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 father he he, he doesn't need to be watched, and the kids the vow wasn't on them. And the Ran asks, but wait a second, uh, by teaching his children, he's saving on tuition. Uh, so the Ran explains, you'll have to do that. That's just like a person feeding someone's uh, child, which is also mutar. Now, we have a question on Rav. Rav said it's about uh, the babysitting. So it says in the Braitha, Children cannot learn something new on Shabbat. But they're allowed to do their first review on Shabbat. Okay, according to Rabbi Hanan, who says it's all about the ta'amim, I understand why they can't learn the first time on Shabbat, because they're learning something new, and the teacher is getting paid for work on Shabbat. According to Rav, who said that it's about babysitting, then Amai and Korim Shabbat, Amai Shonin Barishon. Then why did the Braitha differentiate? It separated between learning the first time on Shabbat to review on Shabbat. At the end of the day, Ha'ika Sakhar Shimosh the Shabbat. If he's getting paid babysitting money, he's working on Shabbat. So the Gemara says, Vil According to Rabbi Hanan, who said it's all about the Ta'amim, Sakhar Pisuk be Shabbat mi Asur. Anyways, if you're teaching Ta'amim on Shabbat, is it Asur? You could always say, Havla'ahi, it just swallowed in. His wages were swallowed in with other wages, and to swallow in or to just mix in his wages with some other thing that you owe him is allowed. If a person hired someone to watch a baby and you pay him every single day by the day uh, to watch a child, to watch a cow, uh, to watch uh, the to watch the field, so this way no one touches this for Omer. Right? You don't pay him for his time on Shabbat. Therefore, if they get lost on Shabbat, he doesn't have to pay it because it wasn't his job to, to, to watch it on Shabbat. However, if we hired him for the week, Sekhir Chodesh, or he's hired for the month. Sekhir Shana, he's paid for the year. Sekhir Shavua, or we hire him for the next uh, Shemitah cycle, the whole seven years. Noten lo Sekhar Shabbat, then you could uh, pay him for Shabbat, and it's all swallowed in. Meaning, you're really paying him for one big thing, and Shabbat is part of it. Therefore, the Fichach, im avdu, hayav b'hartan, if they get uh, lost on Shabbat, he has to pay for it. And with that, the question on Rabbi Yohanan and on Rav gets pushed away. But the real question is, So you have to say the real reason they don't read the first time on Shabbat, they don't learn something new on Shabbat. We want the children's father to be empty, to have free time to enjoy Shabbat with their children. 
we know how parents are. If there's class, they're going to send their kid to the class and they're not going to enjoy their, uh, their children. Therefore, there's no class today. It's only review things. But the Tosfot explains a little bit differently. He explains that if they're going to be learning new things, they're going to be deeply involved in this and they're not going to, uh, to deal with Shabbat. They're going to skip the meal, just sitting down learning. And we don't want that. Or you could say the reason we don't uh, re- learn the first time, we don't learn something new with the kids on Shabbat. Because on Shabbat they're eating, they're drinking more than they usually do, and their bodies are heavy on them. They feel weak, they feel tired, and they they, they can't learn something new. What they could review. When someone changes his routine, the way he usually eats, then that's usually how uh, the, the intestinal diseases start. Now, Ulman de Amar Sakhar Pisuk Tamim, but according to Buhanan who said the reason is because of the Tamim, my Tamalo Amar Sakhar Shimur. So, why doesn't he hold that Krav that it's about babysitting? So, the Gemara explains because Kasavar Buhanan hold Banot Mi Kabayan Shimur. And what about girls? The girls don't need to be watched. Girls are good girls. They don't run around like boys. They don't uh, uh, cause trouble. It's only the boys you have to watch. So, then you would be able to teach girls on Shabbat. And same idea. If uh, the, the the person you vowed upon is, is an adult, he doesn't need to be watched also. And okay, fine. Oman de Amas Hashimur, according to Rabu says about babysitting, my Tamalo Amas Hapisuk de Amim. Why didn't the Ola Kabirhana? It's all about the Tamim. Because Kasaval Rab holds Pisuk Tamim de Oraita. He holds the, the Tamim are really de Oraita. And they have to be taught for free. De Amar Rav Ika Barabin, Amar Rav Hanan El, Amar Rav. My dictive, what does it say in the time of Nehemiah when Bnei Israel came out of the Gola? It says, They read in the Torah of Hashem, it was Miforash, it was explained, it was put in their mind, they understood the Mikra. So the Gemara explains, They read in Hashem's Torah, that's regular Pshat Torah. Vesom sechel elu apsukim. Vesom sechel is the way the psukim were set up. Which pasuk is which? Because that's an, the Torah is written without any psukim. So how we split psukim? That was vesom uh, sechel. Vayavinu ba mikrat. Understand what the pasuk means. Zepi sukamim. That's a tamim. So you see, he holds it from the Torah already. And some say it was the, the traditions, uh, which words are, uh, are written this way, that way, with the yod, without the yod, with the vav, out the vav, long vav, short vav. And bottom line is, he holds that the ta'amim are midi'oraita, and therefore you have to do it for free. Now, once we're on this subject, Amarabi Yitzhak, Mikrasofrim, the way that you're supposed to read the words of the Torah, the way our rabbis taught us, Ve'itur Sofrim, and extra words to make the, 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 the language of the Torah more poetic, Ve'karyan Ve'loketivan, and words that are supposed to be read but not written, Uchtivan Ve'lokaryan, and the words that are written but not supposed to be read, Halakha Moshe Misinai. And the Gemara explains, Mikra Sofrim, what's Mikra Sofrim? Uh, what, what type of words? So, for example, you have the word Eretz. Sometimes it's Aretz, sometimes it's Eretz. Who said this, who said that? So that's the Masoret we have from our rabbis. You have Shamaim and Mitzrayim. So it, why not Shamim? Why not Matsrim, Mitzrim? Who said we read it, Mitzrayim, Shamaim? So it's it's from the, our rabbis. Now you have the word Itur Sofrim. 
the the way the Torah is written in a poetic way. You have words uh, like achat aboru. It's supposed to be v'saadu libechem and achat aboru. There's no vav. It's supposed to be say ve'achat aboru, which is more correct. But the Torah doesn't write that vav. And you have another one here, achat telech. It says by ribka teshev an alaytanu yamim u'asor achat telech. It didn't say ve'achat telech. Or it says by uh, the the war with Midian, if go fight with them and then uh, if, and then go pass away, it doesn't have a vav. Kidemusarim achar nogenim. It's supposed to say veachar nogenim. Sitkatecha kehar reel, and then it's supposed to say umishpatecha, but it doesn't say umishpatecha. It says mishpatecha without a vav. So all these things are itur sofrim. It's just poetic language. It's sort of like a crown on the Torah. Then you have karyan velokativan. You have words that are read but not written. For example, you have in Shmuel Bet, you have Perat of the Pasuk Tblechto. Uh, the Pasuk says that uh, uh, David hit Hadar Ezeb ben Rahav, the king of Soba. It says, Belechto Lashiv Yado ben Nahar, and it says Perat, ben Nahar Perat. Now, does it, it's, it's read even though it's not written. And you have another one over there in Shmuel Bet, Ish, the word Ish of the Ka'asher, Ishal Ish Bidvar Elohim. If you look at the basuk, it doesn't have the word ish over there. And then you have in Yirmiyah, you have the word ba'im of the pasuk that ibneta. Uh, the pasuk says hine yamim neum Hashem ibneta. You're supposed to say hine yamim ba'im. And then you have again Yirmiyah la of the pasuk the pleta. It says over there al yehi peleta, but we add a la. It's al yehi la peleta. Then you have the word et of the huged hugad in the root. Um, Boaz said, Huged, Hugad, Li, Kol Asher Asit Hamotech, and we add Et Hamotech. And again in root, Eli, the word Eli of the Pasuk de Hagoren. It says, Vatomer Elea, Kol Asher Tomeri Eise, and then we add Asher Tomeri Eli Eise. And you also have the word Eli of the Haseorim. The Pasuk says, Vatomer Shesh Haseorim, Ma'ele Natan Li, Ki Amar Al Taboi Rekam El Hamotech. And we add ki amar elai atavoi. Halen, all these are karyan. We read them velokativan, but they're not written. Then you have uchtivan velokaryan. We it's written, but we take it out. We like totally ignore it. For example, in Melachim Bet, you have na of the pasuk de Yislah. The pasuk says Yislah na Hashem, and we just read it Yislah Hashem. And then you have another one zot de mitzvah. Now the Ran says we're talking about Sefer uh, Devarim Parshat Vayit Hanan, and there's something wrong over there. That's why if you look at the Mefaresh, uh, he says it's a pasuk in Yirmiyah. Either way, there's a word zot that you're supposed to take out. You also have in Yirmiyah Yidroch. There's a pasuk that says Ali Yidroch Adorech. But but really, if you look at the, the actual Yirmiyah, uh, it says Al Yidroch Yidroch Adorech. So you have to take out one of the Yidrochs. And then you have in Yehezkel, Hamesh, the word Hamesh of Dipat Negev, says Ufat Negev, Hamesh Hamesh Meot. It's really, take out one Hamesh. And in root you have Im, the word Im of the Ki Goel. It says Ve'ata Ki Omnam Ki Im Goel Anochi. It's supposed to take out the Ki. And read it, Ve'ata ki omnam im goel anochi. Halen, all these are ketivan velo karyan. They're written, but we don't read them. And amarav aha barada bimaravan etisrael paskin lahaden pesuka litlata pesukin. The following pasuk is split into three pesukim. Bayomer Hashem el Moshe hine anochi ba elecha be'av ha'anan. 
And the reason they split it into three, the Shittah Mekubetzer explains, is because in Eretz Yisrael, they, they, ha- they finish the Torah once every three years, not every year on Simchat Torah like we do, and therefore they split up certain long psukim in order to make it fit better, and this way the Parashiyot can be shorter. And if you look in the Marashah, he explains that the reason it's sadly split into three because grammatically it doesn't make sense, and if you split up into three, it, it, it sounds better. And we'll stop right here. Baruch Hashem le'olam. Amen ve'amen.